take those things that be in me that are not pleasing to you. Keep me rapture ready. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. While you're standing a moment, please, pages of prayer requests, our prayer chain, it goes all over the country, everywhere. Uh, many, many, many people with problems, uh, many pastors, churches, some of our own people. We got quite a few out with the bugs. I'm having to work double shifts. It's different things. Pray for these that are out today, for the funeral, all, all that's coming up this week. Don't forget none of that. The Tingle family, as you know, needs special prayer this week. We want to believe for all of them. But let's agree. Precious Lord, we, bring, we lift every family here before you. Little Christie's sister, Lord, we, we just ask you to move in Florida and touch and heal her and work a miracle there. And so many others that have so many needs. The Gordon family, oh, oh God. Uh, for the Bryant family, so many that are dealing with the bug and different things like that. We just ask you to move. So I'm out of town traveling for the holidays. Give them traveling mercy. Many that are just, Lord, hindered for other reasons. We believe you to move in their life. Touch every single one. Restore. Work miracles. We give you praise because we ask it in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, face all glory with me if you would. I'm not pleased with a lot of things in our country, especially the military that I serve. It's not the military that it was. But I still love my country. You do too. Let's face that old glory, your hand over your heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, under God, under God, indivisible, and liberty and justice for all. God bless your heart as you're seated. You see a visitor, reach around, grab their hand and fellowship. I do have a handout here. I want to get into your hands this morning. Adam, grab me a helper and get them circulated right quick if you would. I see some of the Harkins family here this morning. God bless y'all. Give them a big hand. Would you do that? And, and a good welcome to their some of their church family. So good to see them all. Glad to have you. Glad to have you, sister. Yeah. God has moved in a mighty way. Good to see everybody. That it is. And Certainly, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, I know everybody I know is going through stuff, uh, but we want to show you how to be victorious no matter what. We have a lot of examples of it right here in our own church full of people with, that are still getting miracles today. Miracle, Jesus is the same. He's the same Lord. How many of you know he is? He still heals. He still saves. He still fills with the Holy Ghost. He works. He's a miracle-working God. But the th most important thing we need to be aware of in this hour, not who the Antichrist is, we talk about that, but the main thing is knowing that you know 
Jesus Christ. That's the main thing. Because you've got to be born again to make heaven your home. I know I've been associated with different denominations down through the years, took their schools and listened to their ideas over the years, 50-some-odd years. That's a pretty good while. And you learn a lot. And I can tell you, it's like in, as we look in the Bible, if you read the four Gospels, each one saw the same event. But each one saw something in it different than the other. That's why if you don't get it all, you miss something. And it's so, so important. In Acts 17, 11, and 12, God said the Bereans, Assemblies of God School I went to, was called the Berean Bible College. Now here was why. It said they were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind. Then they went home and searched the scriptures to see if those things they heard were so or not. I'm Pentecostal from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. But I found out the Pentecostals didn't have it all either. Can I hear an amen? amen. I can't, that's right, that's for sure. And having, uh, I'm afraid we're living in a day of great deceptions. And we've got to keep our hearts open. And the key thing to keep us straight so you wouldn't mess up. God wanted to be sure you understood. He put it in a book called his we call it the Word of God. Now, keep in mind, they were two manuscripts of the original Scripture. You had a Latin Vulgate and a West Cotton Hort. Now, Latin Vulgate, was, was the, was we, as we look at it, the Catholic Bible came from it, as well as our King James and many others. The West Cotton Hort came from a very liberal, perverted bunch of people. People will tell you, they'll say, well, hold on. King James was a drunk. That's right. He didn't translate it. He just simply ordered it done in 1611. But before the King James, there was a revised version. And after the King James, they came an American standard, then a new American standard. And then the Phil we could talk about so many Bible translations. But in my lifetime, it went from a handful to 78. I've got one of all of them in my study. Even the Koran, Reader's Digest, they got their Bible. I mean, we, there's, the Mormons have their own Bible, as you and I know. And we're, Mr. Young, well, I won't get in that. I won't go there. But I'm just saying uh, many denominations and many ideas, new international versions. And, and the NIV, you want to stay away from it. All right, many, many reasons why I would tell you that, but I'm just going to mention it, get in Bible study. We'll give you proof and let you read it for yourself. Read Revelation chapter 22, the last warning we had. God said, if you add to or take away, I'll add the plagues of this book to you or I'll take your part out of the book of the living. God was very serious. In Revelation 3, 5, to him that overcomes... Revelation 3, 5, John wrote it, the same that wrote John 3, 16, wrote the Revelation as well, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, the half-brother of the Lord. He was John the Apostle, and he wrote them all in one year, 96 A.D. Now, he surely would have corrected it if he meant something different. Get in Bible studies, and you can see all that he had to say. I used to work in the courts back years ago, and I noticed that a, a, a good, slick lawyer's got high dollar by creating questions where they tell the person they're questioning, all I want to hear out of you is yes or no. And you couldn't get the whole truth. They couldn't explain it. You've got 
the way the lawyer wanted to plant that. And I've seen many a guilty person walk off free because a point was twisted to something totally entirely different than what it was. Saw it many times in my life. So many I couldn't count them. Goes on every day. But I'm afraid that we've got people, God said, call no man father, and there's one mediator between Christ, uh, between God and man, that is Christ Jesus the Lord. Acts 4.12, there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Moses was the mediator of the Old Covenant. Now keep that in mind. He was one of the greatest Old Testament prophets. But remember, he did not get to lead his people into the promised land. I hear preachers every day say God never made a promise that he did not fulfill. What book are you reading? Where did you get that? God made a lot of promises that wasn't fulfilled. Why was that? The people didn't meet the condition. You've got to meet the condition to receive. John 15, 7, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you will, and it shall be done. All right, and Joshua chapter 1, if you hadn't read it lately, read it. The promises God made to Joshua that I made to Moses. Moses, he said, when you take the children of the book of Deuteronomy over and over again, when you lead them into the promised land, he didn't get to do it. No, he didn't. Why? He struck the rock twice. He crucified the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. God was so mad at him, he said, God let him go to heaven, let him appear at Mount Transfiguration. He forgave him, but his long life dream he did not get to fulfill. Why was it? He let his mouth and imagine, de develop an imagination in his head, and he fell because of a fantasy. We're going to take you a little bit this morning. I encourage you uh, into some of our points we want to talk about because we're not leaving Christmas. We're talking about the greatest love story that has ever been told, and we're going to talk about the purpose in the new year and what you need to do to keep the hedge up. If you want to know what the problem is and what's happening in the last two years, the hedge is down. Read Isaiah 5. Remember the book of Isaiah has 66 chapters. They 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. And it's a little Bible, and there's not a prophecy in it. Listen, that, that uh, the major prophecies is not in the book of Isaiah. So my virgin birth is found there, Acts 7, 4, or, uh, Isaiah 7, 14, Acts 28, 11, and 12. For the stammering lip, and another time, whom will I speak, doc, teach doctrine? Whom will I teach doctrine? Who will uh, show on my rest? This is my rest, that light refreshing yet for all that will they not hear? For with a stammering lip, and another tongue will I speak to them. He prophesied gifts of the Spirit in the book of Isaiah, and at the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Isaiah 28, the virgin birth. We could look at so many things, even about who's going to hell. What caused the fall of the angels? Did you know angels had a free will? He, they sure did. And God used Job when he tested them. All right. And that's why in James 5, he warned the raptured church. Remember the patience of Job. James chapter 5. You got a reference Bible and a, a good one. I encourage you to read note O there because the Bible scholar points out this is for the raptured people. We've done about 12 books in our life ourselves. One of them, we call sins that damn the soul. Now, when you tell people there's a different kind of sin, how many of you know if you run a traffic light or rob a bank, 
If you rob a bank, you're going to go to a federal pen. You can run a traffic light and get a ticket. Get smart with a cop, you might wind up in a city jail. But that's as hard as it's going to be. Both of them, you commit the crime, but they have two entirely different price tags paid laid to it. Can I hear an amen? We got it in our head that whatever I do doesn't matter. All Romans 2, every transgression, every disobedience receives a just and recompense. The word recompense here is the word repay, 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 repay of reward. So we reap in Galatians 6, 1, as we read on down. He talked about whatever you sow, that will you also reap. So the key thing is quit sowing bad seed and pray for crop failure on that which you have done. You can get it under the blood and you need to stay there. You can get it washed away. How? Simply by going to church has a big effect. 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light, it's he's in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the, listen at it. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hey, that's not bad at all, is it? Keep reading. Verse 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, John the apostle of love said we. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Now, how many people here need Jesus' blood every day? Can I see your hand? I can get my, if I get off all my two legs up, I do that too. All right. I, mean, I know I need Jesus every day. How many of you know that? Did you know you need to be refilled with the Holy Ghost every day? The early church prayed more than once. The second time, it was shaken under the power. Why you got leaky vessels? That's right. And there's so much to look at. And we want to talk about it. We can't do it this morning, but we're going to cover just brief points. But I want to give you some encouragement. In Isaiah 5, he talked about the hedge was down. And in Job, Job didn't even know there was a hedge. He didn't know there was a devil. Imagine that. But God said there was none like Job on the face of the earth. If you come to Bible studies, I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. You get to eat a good meal, Rambo and different ones cooked, and it's always good. Plus, you get to hear the good word of God, and you can ask questions. We love that. And we can, we'll, we'll read you from literal translations like, it, like the Hebrew actually said it, or, the, or as we talk about even the Aramaic, as we talk about in the, in the beginning part of the New Testament. Uh, we've got those. I even got a Septuagint if you'd like to read it. But I got 76 Bibles in my study. One of them's got 26 translations in it. And I want you to know, you can get a whole different picture when you see how somebody changed one word. I hear preachers do it all the time on TV. I have one out of Atlanta. There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. See there? He said you can't lose it. Comma. That's Romans 8.1. He quoted part of it. Read the rest of it. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You don't just get out and live any way you want to live. We call Jesus Lord. In Joel 2, Acts 2, and in 10, 8, and 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. What did, we, what did Jesus come to do? He came to break the Lordship that the devil has over you. And only the blood can do that. Only Jesus can do that. But you've got to want it. That's why you have 
well, years of trouble. How many of you have had a lot of trouble in life? Let me see your hand. Yeah, how many bodies just skated life? Uh, you skated through life was, was easy? Nobody? How many of you know it's gotten worse lately? Oh, I've noticed that too. But how many of you know God steps up at the plate and makes it easy for you? We claimed major things last year, and some things I prayed over, I said, Lord, I believe in you. I've got to have these before the end of the year, and I'm praising you for it. And we constantly had to push through it. Now, in doing so, some of them didn't happen till Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas, but I got them. Isn't God good? Got some amazing miracles. Not going to talk about that. This little lady walked through the back door of this church. I didn't know her. Uh, she had had her addictions for 44 years. She's told me she don't mind me telling the world about it, do you? All right, you was suicidal, had attempted suicide. But I didn't know a thing about you. I just said, come in the door. I heard the Lord say, because I'm a nobody. Now, I want you to understand that. I don't have a blessed five. I don't have that. Nobody else does. I want you to keep in mind. I'm simply a mailman. If a mailman brought you a high bill and you cussed him out, you're an idiot. You're the one that used the electricity. Have you got the picture? So don't get mad at me. Rambo back there has been married five times. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And half the people in here has been married before. Aren't you glad God forgives? Or God gave you good sense, one of the two. Sometimes you had to get good sense and get out of it, right? Even God gave Israel a divorcement. When people say God don't believe in divorcement, it's not his perfect will. But God even divorced Israel. Oh, yeah, Jeremiah 50 said so. He gave her a bill of divorcement. And in Romans 11, he broke them off. But he told us, don't boast. She's going to break us off and graft them back in. And that literally is coming one day. But she came through the back door. The Lord said, I sent that lady here. She needs help. I'm going to use you to help her. Fifty-something years, I've heard him, had him do this kind of stuff. Wasn't strange to me. And he said, now, said she's going to be a blessing to this church. That's been five years ago. Well, I told you, set, you, set right down there. You're going to have to listen for about three months so you can get the Word of God in your heart. And I said, and I don't know when it's time. I said, the morning when God's going to do it, I'll tell you, and it'll be like you never had them. You'll wake up Monday morning totally free. Did that happen or not? It did happen. Are you still free? I'm still free. Ah, thank God, aren't you glad? Amen. All right, give God a big hand, yeah. Now, she ain't the only one. There's been people been around here for years. God's the same. He's not quit. He's still doing that, and he'll do that for you. We had one this past week. Delivered in a parking lot. I won't tell you all of that, but certainly we did. There's nothing he can't do, and he'll do it for you if you'll do it his way. We got a series of messages uh, that we done on when God moved, what moved him. But one of the major things is simple faith. If you'll push and if you won't quit, that's why it's called in Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. It's called a good fight because you win. Keep that in mind. But you've got to fight anyhow. You're going to have trials as long as you're here on the, on, the, on the face of the earth. I hear a lot of Pentecostal people say, boy, I got that Holy Ghost and fire. I like that too. We thought that was thrills and excitement. When I hear people say that, I'll kind of grin. I said, is that what you want? They said, yeah. I said, well, let me tell you something the preacher didn't tell you. What is that? I said, Matthew 3, 11, and 12. 
read it. He that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to lose. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Sounds good, doesn't it? Keep reading. Whose fan is in his hand, and he'll not quench it till all the shaft is burned up. Any farmers around? How many of you know the shucks of a corn you don't eat? That's shaft, yeah. All right. God's going to keep fanning the fire till he gets the junk out of you. Oh, yeah, that's what the baptism's about. That's why in Acts 1-8 we receive power. Uh, we receive power to be, as we talk about being filled with the Spirit. Now, think about this. They receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He'll give you power to be witnesses. It's the Greek word martyrs. martyrs. You know what it means? To die of the self-life. In Luke 9, 23, Jesus said it this way. If any man will, will, will come after me, let him deny himself. You know the biggest enemy you got to you? Look, I see, him, I see my enemy every time I look in the mirror. How many of you see yours? And that devil's talking in your head trying to tell you how bad it is, how tough it's going to be. How many of you hear all that negative junk? Sure, he's there to pump it in your head. All right, let him, let him deny himself. Then he said, take up his cross. Not only are you going to have to deny you, you're going to have to be crucified to temptations that's going to come your way daily and follow me. Did you catch that word? What did, if it had been just once a week, God? That ain't what he said, did he? Yep, you got it daily. Daily, we deal with junk. Paul said, I die daily. Well, anyhow, I got a lot of that we want to look at this morning. We're going to get in. It'll help you. Wednesday, church starts at 4. Uh, let's see, let me get that uh, 4 this afternoon. I'll get this right. We got the, we uh, the uh, funeral. I got a wedding coming up pretty soon, too. We, we got a funeral to do, Brother Tingle. That, thank God he, he's got to see angels, and he got to see the Lord. Isn't that something? Oh, my. We got to see him do all that in the hospital, didn't we, sister? And he said he was going up. Isn't that great? That boy had been through some junk for several years, but God finally let him go home. And we prayed, Lord, don't let him die on Christmas Day. And God extended that. He didn't let that happen either. So he was good to us. Now, it's us that want to cry and we get bothered because we're a little selfish. But I guarantee you, he'd say, cut off that silliness, man. I ain't no way I want to come back to that junk. I'll guarantee you that's what he'd tell you. And two seconds in heaven, I've talked to people that have had out-of-the-body experiences. When we worked with Dr. Rollins years ago and he'd done his book on life after death, and we had them, and it'd shock them back. And those that went to hell, I could tell you a lot about it, but I'm not going there. And those that went to heaven. And uh, I was in service during the Vietnam days, and I can tell you, you didn't find an atheist in a foxhole either. They knew how to pray. When you, when you, and I've dealt with people out of prison, one of the chiefest, biggest, yeah, who's on the top 20 list in Chattanooga Gangster. We led, prayed that man, he prayed his heart through before he got shot to death uh, the next day before he went to court years ago. Rick knows who that is. I won't mean I don't like mentioning names and embarrass families. I'm not after that. But I'm just telling you, God can reach any listen, he met the woman at the well. Did she come to draw water for her husband? Jesus said, You've had five. And the one you with now, shacking up, is not your husband. Did he say, Go burn? No. Oh no. He said, Woman, if you'll ask of me, I'll give you water to drink and you'll never thirst again. What we need is God made the soul of man so big, only he can fill it and satisfy it. 
Your problem is your imagination and your mind. I worked with the University of Washington years ago at a, at a test that went on for a year, 1,200 people plus, all right, was involved in it. And what we kept record of was everything you worried about. How many of them actually happened? Three percent. Have you ever got on a treadmill and while you was working out eating ice cream? Huh? Have you ever done that? It, you're, hey, it's not going to take you anywhere. It's just going to wear you out, right? Well, that's what worry does. If you eat the ice cream, you're not going to lose weight. And if you let worry get in there, it's probably going to happen and you're going to have trouble. Learn. That's why the Lord said, cast all your care, First Peter 5, 8, on him for he cares for you. Care is the word anxiety. God don't want you having anxiety and depression. He wants you to be an overcomer. So get in our Bible studies. We're going to try to teach you how to do it. And I guarantee it will work. If you do what we show you, because not that I'm something, we've just seen it work for literally thousands of people. I see him do it all the time. I had done a particular book one time, and a professor asked me, he said, that's the finest book I ever read in my life, son. Where did you learn all of that? I said, I walked through torment. I walked through it. When your soul's at stake, you'll get in that book and seek God, and you can find out there's not a problem you've got that God cannot help you, and the most precious book in your house needs to become the Word of God. If you don't have a good study Bible, let me know. We'll see that you get it. We'll give you the study material so you can learn. And I don't care how much you think you know, you're going to find out it's going to be amazing what you thought some of it was wrong and what you knew was sure uh, had conditions to it and we'll see that some of it you had you wasn't meeting the condition Hannah prayed to accuse her of being a devil in 1 Samuel she shared her husband with the same guy uh, the, the, the woman that was the, her uh, threat to her could have kids Hannah couldn't Hannah was the godly one and godly wasn't answering her prayer and she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed but if you get over and read chapter 2 and 3, you'd understood what was going on in chapter 1. Hannah found out that God needed a prophet to replace Eli. And he was going to serve Israel 60 years. It become a boy named Samuel. God talked to Samuel and called him before he was saved. I had that kind of experience when I was a kid. Baptist people dedicated me to God and named me. My family was out. Was, Daddy was a drunk. My mother was a nerd. Daddy was messed up from the war. We made our own wine, our own homebrew. I, got, I dabbled in all that. But the Lord said, I was going to be a pastor one day. And what he had in mind, you know, it proved to be so. God said, if this thing, if God, it'll stand. So we still at it 54 years. He's a good God. Yes, sir. Yeah, he has. He's been good to us. A uh, lot, lot here we could say, but we, had, we, we learned the same God that will call you. Many are called, few are chosen, and those that it end up at, at the Megiddo Valley with God to watch the battle are the faithful. Hey, man, if you want to be present, I want to watch that battle. And God said his saints are coming with him. Yeah, he did. And we're going to watch the commander-in-chief. It'll be written on his forehead and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. And he's going to say, Son, go get 
your church when he comes to the rapture at the Megiddo Valley. He's going to take them with him and we're going to watch the real king of Israel whip all of Israel's enemies. Listen to this. He'll settle the score where the last king of Israel died. The real king of Israel is still alive. Can I hear an amen? Give him praise here. I love you, Jesus. Lot, lot I want to get into this morning. Honey, get this. These are major events. Ezekiel 37, 38, 39, and 41. There's three tricontinent wars. Now, in that you find Gog, Magog, and Ra. Gog and Magog. Gog, uh, Gog is the Antichrist. Magog is his people. And Ra is Russia. Now, imagine that. All right, he's the king of the north. But that, it's Syria territory is instant north. Like from uh, to Chattanooga, we, we could say that Red Bank is north. But also is Nashville. North, we could look at it that way. All right, now, but right next to it is the old Syrian territory, which was, as we're talking about it, Afghanistan and all that, what the old continents was, uh, countries were. Getting in those studies, you'll learn it's important. But what's this about? Iran and Russia, listen, in my, listen at me, and Turkey are doing it while I'm talking. Making that agreement, working in it right now. In the last few weeks, i got a Hebrew professor friend. I'm at liberty to talk about that, who keeps me updated with stuff going on over there. And he was telling me every day the archaeologists are digging, d- uncovered some more stuff the other day. It is amazing uh, facts about the Messiah and about Jesus. In fact, it, there's a prison over it. They're tearing it down. And gonna, uh, to, there was a church put over it when they found some of it, and they're going to put a place there for people to visit. It's got amazing stuff. He, uh, constantly, constantly, constantly. The more people want to deny him, the more he's making himself real to those who want to know. He's there, and it's true. And you better get in. If you got up uh, on your Facebook or on your uh, the Internet, however you're hooked up with it, uh, if you get in there, you can see where the Dead Sea, where the fresh water's coming in. As you and I know, that's prophesied. It's happening now, the salt there. You see, and I, I listened to the guy that was an atheist. We got to watch it when they filmed it. And he said, well, if that Bible's true, there got to be a lot of salt there. And he didn't believe none of it. And I'm watching it as it went. Some of y'all saw part of it. We showed some of it in church. And when the water started coming down, he said, my God, look at all them salt blocks. Yeah, isn't that funny? Bible is true, isn't it? Well, he said if he's any, if it's real stuff, it's got to be what they call volcano rock. Uh, but we would call it that. But it's a, it's flint. It's a t- hard rock. And he said God rammed it, firing brimstone down on Sodom. He said if that's true, then he said he said there's no way. He got his pick, went over. I watched him as he dug the first one out, and he struck it, and it lit. And he said, My God, My God. Yeah, that's funny to watch an archaeologist get rebuked when he thought he had it right. Going to Shasta Mountains, we got to tear a little bit of that in California. They got tunnels, it's long, long tunnels, and giant bones there. And you, you want to know about the giants? Did you know there was two worlds, the world that then was? God told Adam and Eve in the garden, multiply and replenish the earth. He used that word, replenish. So there was a, what we call a pre Adamite society, two floods. 300 scriptures to prove it. Bible's interesting. We, we probably mentioned stuff people watching at us have never even heard about. It's there. Uh, the, the great God is real. He showed us, 
how to do surgery. He caused a deep sleep to come on Adam, opened up his side, took out a rib, and he made a woman. Deep sleep is the surgical sleep. He showed him, put him to, to, in that deep sleep. I've had it. Put him in a deep sleep and opened up their side. Keep that in mind. That is amazing, isn't it? God calls a deep sleep. He put them to sleep. Anesthesiologists got that idea and some of the first ways. And I, I, the life of the flesh, I remember 1977, Life Magazine said, Medical science has proven the Bible true. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Well, God said that 4,000 years ago. If there's a disease in your body, it's in the bloodstream. All right, we could look. Isaiah 40, 22. I read a copy of Columbus's diaries. I was fortunate to do that. And Columbus, they said, the world's flat, Columbus. You're an idiot. But five countries backed him when he got in 1492 when he made that trip, as you know. And he said, I know. I know it's flat. They said, can't be. I mean, I know it's round. It can't be flat. And they said, it, it can't be. The water would fall off. But Columbus said, 700 years B.C., Isaiah wrote this, 4022, it's he that sits on the circle of the earth. 1969, I was in Palm Springs, California, when, when, when we talked about Buzz Alderman and Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. The Marine Corps let us off that day because those, those two landed on the moon. Neil, both of them was preachers. Keep this in mind. Uh, uh, Buzz had communion. They wouldn't let that be showed. I got to see it as a military. We saw it through a special satellite thing. And I got to see that. And I heard him ask Buzz Alderman. He said, what shape is the earth? He said, like the Bible said, it's circular. And the real one's hanging out there on nothing. Oh, <laughs> God told Job, it's in the north. I, NASA said, it's in the north. That's why your pole's that way. I want you to know the Bible is right. There's hundreds of them. I love to talk to atheists. Take them to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And look at the alligator snapping turtle if you want to uh, see Darwin's idea couldn't be so. And Darwin even repented of it on his deathbed. He had two opinions. Lightning hit the water. Created something called amoeba, the smallest portion of a cell. It developed into a tadpole or a fish. And as time went on, that thing become a frog. Jumped out on the bank and grew up to be a monkey. Well, my first question is where the lightning come from? Can I hear a big amen? Now, I've seen a lot of monkey people. I could, maybe they did come from a monkey. They act like one. I've seen that kind of stuff. But if that happened then, why is it not happening now? But he had two sides as we talk about it to evolution. But did you know God's Word did teach the word evolution? Everything will evolve. Now, so we'll find that word there. All right, but the key thing, it's, it's all messed up. I want you to get, get interested. I mean, you'll want to read that book. It'll change your life. We're going in the overhead in just a minute. Wednesdays and Fridays is, is in time. I want to encourage you to come. I want to look at a lot about the Christ coming up. But first of all, I want to get into what you need to hear in this hour. I don't know it all. I'm telling you what will work in your life. I'll guarantee you, I did tell you, if that don't work, I'll eat that Bible. You know what? I've never had to eat one. You know why? If I knew Jesus said it, it worked. And if I knew it was in his word, if, you, if God said something, his word will back it up. How I many of you know that's right? Well, go here with me. The greatest love story ever told. God was loving his creation by Jesus by breaking the lordship of the devil. You see, Adam and Eve was given five commands. They only had five, not ten, five. We got 1,050 in the new and 5,000 in the old. 6,050. 
Think about it. 42 in the old. God said, if you do these, you're not going to heaven. 50 in the new. He said it to the church at Galatians. He listed them. They then, 1 Corinthians 6, Galatians 5, 19. They that do these things, as I've told you before and tell you again, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It means willful practice. You ain't going to willful practice sin and get God's favor. There's no such get out of hell free card. You got to get it under the blood. Romans 3.25. Or somebody said he died for sin once. That's a fact. But that didn't mean he gave you license to sin. He has, I believe in eternal security. How many of you believe in eternal security? Let me see your hand. I do. Called conditional eternal security. We're going to look at that this morning. Both testaments. You can be kept by the power of God through faith. You keep the faith, get under the blood, do what you're supposed to. I don't have to worry about a devil getting me. There's not a devil bigger than God. But I got to do what he said. All right, very, very important. Well, look here with me, if you would. The key to victory is knowing, knowing how to do your part. Now, look with me. Notice carefully. David was a great... Solomon, his son, Hezekiah, done pretty good, not Solomon. All right, now, as we look at Solomon, he, had, he knew a lot, wrote a lot. David certainly. Search me, O Lord, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Man, how many of you prayed that prayer? We want to thank Lord we're pretty good. Hey, if you know Jesus said, there's none good, no, not one. I knew I was in trouble when I heard Jesus say it. He met a rich young ruler, and the rich young ruler said, good Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, why did you call me good? There's none good but the Father. When I read that, I said, we're in trouble, we're in trouble. If Jesus wasn't, we're not. Can I hear an Amen. All right, now we know how he pointed it out. It was the kenosis of Christ, Jesus as a man. But he was more than man. He was God incarnate. He never sinned. Adam could have done that. Adam could have had that state, had never sinned, but he did sin. Eve did too, and they both were perfect. And God was in the marriage. He made her for him. And look what happened. How'd that happen? Free will. You have a free will. I do. And if you allow imagination to get a hold of you, you're going to be defeated. I don't care what you believe in God for. You've got to push your way through. And I've been through a bunch in my life. Psalms 103, 1 through 8. Bless the Lord. Look at you, King James Version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's read on. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. Don't, don't you forget any of his benefits. Get them all. Be sure you get them all. Don't lose any of them. All right, forget not all his benefits. What are the benefits? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and he healeth all thy diseases. I've had people say, what I've got is incurable. I've heard people say that. I said, it may be incurable in medicine's eye, but it's not incurable in God's eye. God can heal it. I've seen him heal many, many times, and I'm sure you have too. Read on. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Some people go through life and wind up in hell, make a wreck of it here. They're miserable. They're never happy. Nothing ever works. And many of them even blow their brains out. I've known spirit-filled so-called preachers blew their brains out. Explain that. Because they didn't have the Word of God in their heart and understand. I fear God stopped you from that. He who redeemeth thy life from destruction... Who crowneth thee, he said, with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies thy mouth, by the way. How many of you got a mouth? Stick your tongue out at me. 
Yep. You know, you got what's called taste buds on them. You got them in the roof of your mouth. You got them in your throat. You can have as many as 10,000. But to be, a, to be a taster for some company, you got to have 475. All right? But now, now keep in mind, the average person has about 225. Now, you know how many a pig has? 400 and something. That's right. That's right. Taste buds. We talked about taste buds one time. That's, that's where you discern appetite. And, and it was an appetite that caused the fall of Eve. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, pride of life. 1 John 2, 15 through 19, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. God mentioned it in Genesis, and that's what it is for you and the hour we're living in. You're going to have those you've got to deal with. That's the appetite group. Adam and Eve fell because she, the, she saw it was good to make one wise, a good, good to taste it. Remember in Genesis 2, 17, God told Adam and Eve, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou, you shall not eat of it, for in the day you eat, thou shalt surely die. It didn't mean cease existing. It meant you're going to be separated from God. Isaiah 59, 2 said, your sins separate you from God. I like to give verses so people can go read them. All right, check it out. I, don't, I encourage you to do it. It'll satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You can get your youth renewed. Ladies, that sound pretty good? Gookum and gawkum ain't working for all of you. <laughs> you, know what the, you know what the Hebrew word for, uh, for uh, makeup is? The Hebrew word, avon. Did you ever watch Bewitched? Do you remember the mother-in-law's name was Endor? Guess where the witch that got Samuel was? She was called the Witch of Endor. wonder where they got those from the Bible. How about the Wolfman disease in Daniel 4 that, that Nebuchadnezzar had? Where do you think Boris Koloff got all of that? These are from the Bible because oh, he had the Wolfman disease. Yeah, he sure did. That's amazing, isn't it? All right, but look here. So that your youth, your youth is renewed like the eagle. You know, eagles, they, they can fly right direct into the sun. They only mate once for life. They don't, they don't go off and run around with other birds. Monkeys monkey around, but birds, those eagles don't. Keep that in mind. Maybe where that monkey came from. <laughs> all right, well, look here. All right, notice it. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that oppress. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Now listen to what he says. He made known his ways to Moses. I want to know God's way. What pleases God? One of his ways. You know, uh, Job held fast his integrity. It meant he, he, his character made him keep his heart totally complete. He didn't allow bad character to get in him. Anytime you let fantasies try to rule you, you're in trouble. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts, that's judgments. Listen to that, to Israel. If the goodness of God won't lead you to repentance, godly sorrow will, if you're reachable. I'm so glad that some people get so far they can't get back. Hebrews 6, 1 through 8, read it. 1 John 5, we talk about blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Mark uh, 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 328 through 30 we can look at many places but he said the Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and plenteous in what hey he's a merciful God when David was being judged and his baby died they said he's praying David why are you praying he said who can tell maybe God will have 
mercy. Oh, he saw great mercies, 1 Kings 3, 3 through 5. And I want you to know that God has mercy for somebody that learns his ways. Oh, I'm sorry, God. David said, oh, you, I thank you that you don't forget that we're but dust. You know, he made us some dust. I was reading in the Hebrew word study, and God actually told the angels, I'm going to take dust and make what I call man, and he will believe in me and be dedicated to me, and he'll never see me while he's on earth. He'll believe of me because of a book I'm going to give him. And he said, he will judge y'all. Think about what we're going to be doing in the future. God's going to exalt you above even the angels, those that make it and overcome. And I want you to know, there's not many going to make it. In Matthew 7, 28 through 30, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied? In thy name cast out devils, done many mighty wonderful works. That sounds like Pentecostal people to me, don't you? But he'll say to them, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, you willful practice damnable sin. That's what the church at Corinth was doing. That's why he said in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves or you're going to be reprobates. He warned them, and they done it over and over and over but they had false security just like this generation's got. We don't want to come to grips. There's a price for sin. How hard is it to say, Jesus, forgive me? Keep saying it till you mean it. I shut my eyes and I go to sleep at night. I say, Lord, wash me in your blood. How many of you holler that? If you don't, you need to get in the habit. Wash me in your blood because the blood of Jesus taken me to glory. Thank God. You've got to have faith in him. All right, it's more than a prayer. It's more than that. Read on. The Lord is merciful, gracious, and slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Let's get it. Got a lot I want to get at. In Isaiah 5, 11 through 14, I want, to read, I want you to read some warnings in the Old Testament because it's a big thing today in America. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow. What's that word? Oh, boy. I remember when I was a little kid and strong drink. Hey, maybe you know a lot of them get up early and they go to bar and stay drunk. You know, I used to hear more sermons in bars and I heard and, and talk, people talk about how they love the Lord just to cry. How many of you ever hung around bars years ago as a kid and you heard, heard all that preaching going on in it? And a little Salvation Army lady would come in and somebody would holler, Hey, be respectful! And they'd take their money out and give it to them. How many of you knew they'd done that? Well, those drunks sometimes acted better than some so-called religious people. Can I hear an amen? Because we think we're something. They knew they wouldn't. See, we need to be in a place that we see we're nothing without the Lord. You're, you're a nobody without Jesus, but if you got Jesus, you're now Mr. Somebody. Aren't you glad of that or miss? Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink and continue until the night till wine inflame them. And wine is the big alcohol today. Church, there's churches now that okay it. Some of them take it, and, 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 and it's amazing to me. Like it's the very thing God said, if you, if you die drunk, I'll throw you in hell for it. You, you can't be practicing doing something like that and go to heaven. Drunkards don't have, have I, you know, no drunkard hath eternal life abiding in him. Regulation 5. Seven, actually 19 through about 24. As I told you before and I tell you again, they that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. God knows I love him. 
He, you know, he knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking right now, Charlie. God knows what you're thinking. Yeah, right now. You wish that preacher would shut up. Half the people, half the people here do. You know, there was a time when I had that kind of feeling. Hey, we know that's right. I even had the funeral director tell me the other day, my sister was out there, that's my brother-in-law. And he said he'd talk to where we're going to be taking him. And he said, by the way, preacher, you, got, you need to keep, you need to stop that long-windedness. And she started laughing. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I'm guilty because I want to do everything I can to get you to heaven and make you see. You, I, I pray, Lord, help me see myself as you see me. Let it scare you. How does God see you? Does he see you washed, trusting Jesus? Or does he see you because you're working, a good worker? It's good to, get to good, do good works. I'm not against that. Of course not. But that won't get you to heaven. Relationship with Jesus does. Look at here. All right. Wine inflamed them. I can pick on Charlie. He's my buddy. See, aren't you? Me and him like cedar. Don't we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Now look here. And the harp and the vial and the tabret and the pipe and what's that word again? That wine. You notice how it keeps popping up? Look at here. He said, are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, therefore means in view of what I just told you. My people, my people, my people are gone into captivity. What caused it? Because they have no knowledge. We should get knowledge in God's house. Let's read on. Might not want to hear it. You better learn to. All right? And their honorable men are famished, and the multitudes dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged. They're going to hell. My people's going to hell, he said. Hell has that Presbyterian man told me. He said, I believe in predestination, don't you? I said, I believe the church is predestined, not you as a person, no. God, no, God's got a plan to call him. He has a good, acceptable, and perfect will, but you have a right to choose or not. And he said, well, show me some of your verses. I said, well, do you believe God made hell big enough? If he, made, if he predestined everybody, he, they believe in some of them, not all of them. They believe that God predestined people to hell. I don't believe that at all. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Peter told us that, didn't he? So that, that scripture is plain enough to, to overcome that phony belief. But, let, but let's look at it here. Hell has enlarged her. He called it her. Man, remember that. Hell was called a her. Did you catch that? He, hell has enlarged her. I'm helping both of you. If you're listening, get your pen out. You can get home. All right, now notice it carefully. And opened her mouth without measure, and their glory and their multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. Their music, music ends. We look at this word pomp. All right, we'll talk about all that stuff. All that, it's not going to do them no good. No. And what caused it? The appetites that they let get started because of imagination. Satan failed by his imagination. He was perfect, Ezekiel 28, verse 11, and pick up 18 and on down. He was perfect from the day he was created. And he was a heavenly choir leader. Keep this in mind. Yeah. And God gave a prophecy about it. But he failed because of his imagination. How do you know it? Isaiah 14, 12. I'm glad you asked. Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, O son of the morning? Son of the morning ain't a bad name. Lucifer's not a bad name. 
Lucifer meant son of the morning. Jesus is called the bright morning star. He's next to him. He's called the son of the morning. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Three heavens. John, Paul said he was caught up to the third heaven and the second heavens where the principalities and demons and all that are. Then the heavens that we got, keep that in mind. Oh, all that stuff. But, but we cover it so you can get an understanding. The more you see, the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to love Bible study. All right, we'll catch it here. Hosea 4, 6 and, and, uh, 6 and verse 11. My people are destroyed. Destroyed. Oh, it was a bad problem. They were God's people. Are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Again, knowledge. I would that all men be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. You need, you need, we need to go to where I tell people that are watching my social media. You don't want to go hear some preachers say that. God loves everybody and it's fine. He loves people in hell. They're different Greek words. Oh yeah, I'm afraid they are. As we talk about it, we've looked at it many, agapo and agape and filio. Filio, as we look about it, it's translated three out of the 23 times, kiss. Judas kissed him. He had a, a kiss enough that he, he, he appreciated the Lord, but he sold him out. And that didn't happen until Luke 22, 3. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot. He became possessed of the devil. Now keep in mind, but he, he had filio love. You want agape and agapos what you want. You got to have it. Well, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. People don't want to hear it because they know God's going to require something. Because you think you can't quit. I couldn't quit a lot of things, Becky. I was like you was. I couldn't quit. But I found out what I could do to get Jesus to deliver me. Amen. He delivered you, didn't he, Rick? You come out of jail here, how many years ago? Years ago. All right, been sitting on that and, and one of the pews and part of the bed all these years. Still free, isn't he, sweetie? Oh, yeah, you see what he's hanging on to. How many years you been married? So he's holding you so tight you couldn't drive a wedge in there. All right, now, not, not only is he loving Jesus, he's loving his wife like he should, too. Think about that. When you got the God kind of love in you, your home will work. All right, I want you getting married in church ain't going to make it work. No, sir. You need to get Jesus in your heart and committed to him. Get in church. Then, thank God, things will begin to work for you. Well, look here. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. You reap what you sow. Read on. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten, they knew at one time, the law of thy God who also forgot thy children. You can be make up the heads for your family. Job did. I want you to know. Or not be concerned. I'm not just wanting to see me make it. I want to, be, I want to hear well done. I reached those people I was supposed to reach. All right, now let's read on. Verse 11. Pour them in wine and new wine. Take away the heart. Your heart. Hosea the prophet. It's a big tool the devil's always used. And you know what? You don't have to do The devil don't have to do There's nothing new under the sun. You know why? Because the same old things work. The same old things. 
All right, quickly. Isaiah 66, too. We're reading. I just want to go through some. I want you to get them quick. I promise not to be long-winded. And I meant that. And I meant that. And I'm keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, all those things hath my hand made. For all those things have, that have been, said the Lord, all the things that have been, God created it all. Somebody said, well, when did he create? Did he not? When, did, when was the angels created? Job 38 will tell you. Yeah. God said the angels was in heaven shouting when he laid the foundations of the earth. So they was around long before then. Look here. Notice carefully. All right. For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, have been. God, God has never had a beginning. Can you understand that? You know what? We're part of his creation. And they, they, what God called time, he created time. There was a time when there wasn't no time. Imagine that. But God created time. And as we've looked at it, there's actually five different dispensational periods. One called conscience, innocent, government, uh, as we call the church age or the grace age. He also, in every one of those, he created conscience. So let me tell you how God's going to talk to you is your conscience. But you can get to where you, psychology, I took it three different, different schools, and they taught, every one of them taught something a little different. Dr. J. Adams, James Dobson, Dr. Darrowmore, three different ones, all had a different view. One of them taught that the problem with mankind was low self-esteem. I won't name their names. The other one said that wasn't it. Man's problem has always been thinking more highly of himself than he ought to think. Now think about that. Oh, yeah. But you know where the third one come out, and he had a total different agreement altogether. I won't get into that, take time. But the point was all three of them were right. But you didn't get the whole truth if you didn't study all three. Well, you got to go in that book and study, and not just one denominational viewpoint. For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, said the Lord. But to this man will I look. God said, here's a man I'll listen to. Here's a man I'll give favor to. Here's a man I'll, I'll answer his prayer when he prays. Here's a man that when he's hurting, I'll run to. Remember the psalmist told us the same thing. Even to him that, that is a poor and of a contrite spirit, comma, read the rest of it, and that trembleth at my word. Did you know there's something? I hear people say it a lot. Well, you know, preacher, God exalted the name of Jesus above every name, at the name of Jesus, every tongue bow, and every tongue, knee bow, and every tongue confess that he's Lord to the glory of God. I said, yeah, he said that. But there's something he exalted even above his name. Really? Yeah, Psalms 138, verse 2. He has magnified or exalted his word even above his name. So if you take God's word and learn it and start quoting it, oh, my. Becky, when you started quoting it, he delivered you. Yeah, he did. When you started quoting it, that old depression devil hit the road. But you had to start quoting it to it. Yeah. Right, it ain't going to happen unless you do. you got to use the word. Jesus used the word on the devil in Luke 4 and Matthew 4. Both of them quoted from the book of Deuteronomy. The devil twisted the word, and Jesus gave the correction in it. All right, but notice it. He that trembles at my word. How are you going to quote it if you don't know it? How are you going to learn if you don't go to church? How can a man believe except a preacher? And how can a preacher come except he be sent? So faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word. As you hear the word of God, you get faith. 
And Hebrews 11, verse 4 and 5 said Enoch was walking with God and he, he was translated that he might not see death. Before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How was he translated? By faith. You're going to have to have faith. How many believe in the rapture? God bless those that don't. Oh, God bless you, sis. I see it. Yeah, I like that head of shaking. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, God is good. I believe in a rapture. I believe that we're not going to have to go through the tribulation. It's just now starting. We're not going to. It ain't really started yet. It won't until the church leaves here. But we see the last final state. This could go on a year. It could go on 30 minutes from now. It could take place three or four years from now. But it's not no years and years that we've never had times like this in our life. I want to tell you, we done a book years ago called 196 Reasons Why uh, This is a Generation That'll See the Coming of the Lord. And I want you to know, every single one of those places, there's 50 clear scriptures to say it, where the rapture's mentioned, what's going on in this earth right now is happening. And we never had that. I'll tell you now, get in the Bible studies, you can read them. All right, Mark 16, 20, look here. Here's what the, the disciples done. Catch this, are his disciples. If you're a disciple of the Lord. And they went forth preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming what? Confirming the word with what? Signs following. You believe it, God will do it, but you've got to believe it. All right, he confirms the word. Oh, yeah, it'll not return to me void. Let's look on. All right, pull it on up. Luke 5, 17. It came to pass on a certain day as he, this is Jesus, was teaching. You know, he'd done a lot more teaching than preaching. I like to mix it because you learn more if you see it explained a little better. Well, catch it here. Notice what happened. Uh, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that they were Pharisees. Remember you had Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees. Paul was a Pharisee. The Sadducees didn't believe in a rapture. That's why they're sad, you see. Thought you'd get that in a minute. If I didn't believe in one, I'd be awful sad, but I do. I don't want to lay down tonight and feel good. God's good to me. You know, I can lay down with a good, clean conscience. But there's many times I was rotten and sorry as anybody else. There ain't been a preacher alive that wasn't rotten and sorry like everybody else at one time or another. There ain't been another believer that wasn't rotten and sorry. How many of you would, would, would admit there was times when you were so rotten you stuck? Let me see your hand. Yeah, I thought I'd see it. I like that. You know, the Lord said if you confess your faults one to another, then he said pray for them, and he said you'll be healed. Sometimes it's just confession that'll get it out. That's what the Lord said. Oh, yeah. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth's not in us. But if we confess our sin, and that means you agree with God. God, I know I need you. I need you every day. Every day. All right, look here. Notice it. That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were, uh, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. All right, Jesus was there teaching them, teaching the Word. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. If the word of God was being taught, the power was there. I prayed for a man in the parking lot yesterday, day before yesterday, I guess it was, and, and used the word and saw God. He left here shouting and praising God. Amen. Yeah. Demons coming out of his mind. Now, listen, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to happen. I'm headed toward Rossville. 
I'm getting ready to go up and pull in the parking lot when the Lord said, turn your car around, go back to the church to the back of it. And that poor man was messed up, you see. I, when I pulled around there, and he come around, I won't get into all this, but God, God knew that man needed help, and he was believing. And he got his miracle, and he'll do it for you. All right, now listen to this. And the Lord is present to you. We're the mailman. Because you prayed and somebody got healed, thank God for it, because your hand didn't get it done. I can rest you assured that the love of Jesus got it done. He's the one we exalt. Big Je How many of you know there's nothing big Jesus can't do? Oh, yeah, he'll fight for you. All the other gods, you have to fight for them, but not Jesus. Jesus will fight for you. All right, Jeremiah 1.12, notice this. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I have hastened. That means I watch over my word to perform it. God's waiting to see when you start quoting that book back. Yeah. I said, Lord, I'm believing you. By the end of the year, I'll have these things done. And this last week, it was actually four major things that I wanted done to them happened earlier, but it got down to the two. And I got them before the end of the year. But I could go on and I'll tell you hundreds of stories. But the key thing, God watches his word. Now, you know what, what moves God? He loves to see somebody that believes his word. I don't know about you. I can be studying and praying at times and start bawling, get up and run. Have, have you ever had a running fit? Just start praising God when you didn't fit. Man, look at how exciting the word can Amen. get. Oh, my. It'll bless your soul. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So you got to throw it out there. you got to confess it to God. And God ain't going to send it back. Uh, I didn't hear you. No, if you're believing him and you do what he said, it won't return void. Notice what he said. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in thee the thing whereunto I sent it. Listen to what he's saying. You got to quote the word for it. Well, you're believing God for something. Have a verse to prove it. Find a verse that fits it. Matthew 8 and 17. Himself took our infirmities, bore our sickness. Or we could say James 5, 14. Is any sick among you? Let him pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith uh, uh, heal the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, they'll be forgiven him. He'll not only just heal your body, he'll forgive you your soul, write your name down in glory. But you got to pray. Got to call for the elders. You got to show forth faith. All right, when we show forth faith, we see miracles. You got to push through. How about Psalms 136, verse 23? I love this one. Sometimes when people who want me to sign their Bible or something, we give them, I, I write this verse because it's one of my favorites. It was very personal and it's probably personal for you. Let's look at it. Who remembered us in our low estate? You ever had the time when it felt like nothing was going to work? It didn't look good. Anybody been there? Yeah. Does it look bad for your kids? About every parent says that. Don't look good for my kid. Don't you give up. You keep your hand in them and you keep praying and you keep talking to them. I don't care how sorry somebody is. You can't get so sorry that Jesus won't reach to you. He'll, uh, you can't get so low that he can't get to you. All you've got to do is want help. He'll help you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. And every one of those is pushing. Ask, seek, and knock. You see, you're, going, you're pushing toward the victory. 
That's what you got to do. In 1 Kings 3, 3 through 5, Solomon said, You showed my father David great mercies, great mercies, as he walked before thee in truth, and he became righteous. When he took the truth and started applying it, as he walked before him in truth, he started, and he got righteous. And he said, and, right, and uprighteousness of heart. It got in his heart. It become your nature to want to go to church. I want to hear the word of God on the day of Pentecost. Listen to me. They were sitting in the upper room, friends, praising God. Now, so folks, when we get past 40 and 45, we got that, mm, in that back. Hey, have you know what that back's about? And sometimes we have to see it, but it don't keep me from praising God. Come on now. All right, now, they were sitting in the upper room when the Holy Ghost fell. Now, you couldn't have had no more Holy Ghost power than they had on the day of Pentecost. I heard every man speaking as we know, uh, in Genosca, uh, glossolalia. Glossolalia is languages that are known. That's the Greek word. All right? And they, they uh, Acts 4, uh, 2, 4, as we know. And the Holy Ghost came on them like a rushing mighty wind and filled all them that was in the upper room. And they began to speak with other tongues. Listen to that word now. Genosca, uh, glossolalia. Uh, as the Spirit gave the utterance. The utterance here is glossolalia. He, gave the, he gives the language. So if we're still saying the same few words, we're not developing the Holy Ghost now. We need to pray every day. Well, look here with me. He remembered us in our lowest estate for his mercy endures how long? He remembered me in my lowest estate. I'm still not long-winded yet, am I? All right, nobody's looking frown. Nobody's got up and run out. Okay, just a minute, I'm on a hook. Psalms 138. We're not done. I want you to catch these. They're very important because I want to show you security. God has keeping power. Yeah. Don't think that. You don't have to worry about a devil getting you. Stay under the blood. <laughs> but you just holler for big Jesus. He'll help you. And don't listen. He can take care of your kids. He knows how to put. He can take your kids now and give them a pretty good little ride. He can scare You don't think he can get the devil scared out of you? I've seen him do it a lot. Well, look here. Psalms 138, verse 1 through 8. I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods, that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, will I sing praises unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified, that means exalt, made it bigger, Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy what? God said there's something bigger than his name, and that's his word. You get a hold of that book and learn it. Read it. Hide, your word, hide God's word in your heart. I would that all men be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Second thing after salvation is get truth in your heart. Now look at verse 7. David, look at what the psalmist is going to tell us in verse 7. Keep reading. We just jumped ahead. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. How many of you have ever walked and got yourself in a spot? Sure. God bless you, brother. Get that old hand up there. Let me see it again. I love, yeah, I like it. I've been in a spot, but when I went into a spot, Jesus was there with me. You know why? Because I take him with me wherever I go. If God ain't welcome, I ain't. That's right. Now listen to this. Catch this. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Catch this. 
Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Look at how your Bible scholar translates this. Literally, from the literal Hebrew, I looked it up, and this is the way the Hebrew says it. Listen at it. You will, you will keep me alive in the midst of trouble and preserve me from my enemy. God has keeping power in Jude 20 and 21. He's able to keep that, what you've committed. I want you to know we can. God has keeping power. The key thing is learn, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, help me. You've been quiet this morning. That's fine. Some of the greatest revivals I've, I've had some amazing revivals in my life. Angels appearing. We've had fire department come out one time, thought that the, a church was on fire. They could see, y'all remember that? You could see, and the fire department's people, some of his family got saved as a result. We had to build and pack people in the floor, in the, all the Sunday school rooms and everywhere. We, we've seen God do a lot of stuff. We've seen him pull people out of wheelchairs. Teresa healed of cirrhosis of the liver, come out of a wheelchair delivered. We, we've had... All the time you see things. I've preached revivals when it was quiet and watched people slain in the pew and go home rested. You don't have to be shouting and hollering. What we need is to soak his word. We need to listen, get it in our heart, receive it. Don't let the devil steal it from you. For these that are watching my social media, y'all stay seated a minute. For these that are watching my social media, we don't ever want to have a service without an altar call. And you may have prayed a hundred times, a thousand. Maybe you keep praying and you don't see a change in your life. There's, if you don't see a change in your life, then you've went through an emotional experience and that's it. Jesus said, marvel not, John 3, 3, John 3, 6. Marvel not, I say to you, you must be born again. There should be a change. In, it doesn't mean perfect, but there'll be something change in your life. If you don't see that, you need to keep going to that altar till you do. Find you a good church and get in it. There's a lot of good Baptist Nazarenes and, and uh, certainly of the Church of Gods and Assemblies of God and end up, even some of us independents. There's some good ones. Find you one where the preacher will walk up one side and down the other. If you can sit on a church pew and, it, and not feel conviction, then you didn't hear God's word. You had somebody soft pedal it. Timothy told us they'll heap teachers with itching ears wanting to hear an easy plan because you don't want to feel that guilt. Maybe you had that heartbeat and you felt guilt. You know that God's talking to you. Conviction, if you don't feel that, you don't see God's word getting a hold of you, find you one till you do. But I want to pray it with you now in a simple prayers in Romans 10, 8, 9. What then shall I send into heaven bring Christ down or the old bash and bring him up? But the words nigh thee even in my mouth and in my heart that is, he called it the word of faith. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart God raised him from the dead, you said thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever, verse 13, shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You've done it. you turn around and tell somebody God forgave you and you're a Christian because he said he would do it and he's not a man that he would lie. He said that. You put it to work. Start confessing it. Get in that church till this afternoon or later on. God bless you till the next time. All right. For everybody else that's here for a moment, please, and I appreciate your patience with us this morning. We love you. We really do. We, 
I want to reach everybody God puts in our presence. I want you to stand with me if you would. Everybody can just for a minute. Just for a minute. With every head bowed here, just, just, just let the Lord talk to your heart. Just talk to your heart. I need God moving in my life. I need to get closer. I need to be saved. Or I need to be... Uh, uh, I just, I just need to be restored or I need the baptism or I got a healing in my body or I got a co-worker I'm worried